my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you are all having an absolutely wonderful day today, and be sure to take advantage of the product of the week, the Cortisol Buster, on sale now. And you guys, if you knew I was out of the office yesterday, I had to go to the... um, Advent Health at Celebration Hospital over in Orlando, get some more stuff checked up on my wrist, and then tomorrow I'll be doing some final x-rays on it. And it looks like it's starting to heal up fairly decent, even down to the joint. But other than that, what was interesting, so I'm just going to tell you guys this, because this was shocking to me, and this is in central Florida, remember, we're in Florida, you know, where pretty much everybody has realized that this majority of this whole thing has been a giant scam. Not that people aren't getting sick, but the fact that the lockdowns, restrictions, and masks and shots, obviously none of which have worked over the last two years. And so I'm coming into celebration towards Advent Health. And before you get there, there's a crossroad, like a three-way crossroad, where you can go straight into the fire department. You can turn right and go into downtown celebration. You can turn left to go to the hospital. Okay. And so I pull up to it, and I don't know what's going on because it's like it's 9.15. My appointments are like 9, um, 9.30 in the morning. And so I'm pulling up, and all of a sudden, I just see these people all up and down the sidewalk, all the way in the fire department, all the way back down towards, like, downtown celebration on the sidewalk. And, you know, this is, like, 9.15 in the morning on a Tuesday morning. Like, like obviously, none of these people have anywhere else to be on a Tuesday morning. And they're all standing there, majority of which are all wearing masks. Large portion of them are almost shoulder to shoulder, and they're wrapped around the corner, probably, you know, 100, 150 people at minimum, and this is early still, and none of them are social distancing. I say that term sarcastically, and they're all standing there to go into basically the fire department, and there's this big outside tent, and I see this sign as I'm driving away. It says, you know, free COVID testing, and I said, oh, my gosh. I said, you got to be kidding me. I said, this really – is what people are doing on their Tuesday morning now, walking all the way down to the fire department to get tested to see if they're positive for something they don't know they have because they're perfectly fine. So I shook my head and drove off. Well, what even intrigued me more is when I pulled up to the hospital to go over to the doctor's appointment, I saw a big sign out front, and it said, if you need to test and you have no COVID symptoms, Please contact us here and refer back to basically the Celebration Advent Health Fire Department. And then it went on to say basically further instructions. What it was saying was, if you aren't sick, if you have no symptoms, don't come into the hospital. Go to the fire department to get tested. Meaning, essentially, everybody I saw that was standing there in line to walk into the fire department was perfectly healthy and had no symptoms and was not sick whatsoever, but was simply going to get their brain swabbed with a giant Q-tip to see if they could possibly be infected with something they didn't know they had because it was so deadly. Nobody even knows you have it because you have no symptoms from it. Yeah, that's the level of stupidity we're still at here in central Florida to my dismay. I thought we were past all this now. So I go into the front entrance of the hospital, and there's this big table there. All these people stand around. This security guy behind him with his arms crossed looking like he hates his life. Which, I mean, whatever. Not, I'm not going to judge anybody. And they say, well, sir, do you have any symptoms? I said, no, I don't have any symptoms. I said, I've already had COVID. 
very healthy other than this broken wrist. And I said, I just need to go see this orthopedic doctor inside real quick, and I'll be out shortly. They said, okay, well, do you, have you had a temperature? Are you sweating? But, and they asked me this question. I said, no. I said, I already answered the question. So why are you asking me? Do I look sick? I'm, I'm dressed up nice. I'm clean shaven. I'm done. What are you bothering me for? Oh, well, well here's, here's your tag. I said, what am I tagging? Just a little sticker. And he gives me this little sticker, like approved sticker on my shirt while I'm standing there. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, put it on my shirt. I'm approved. Yay. So he hands me this little flimsy little cloth mask. And he goes, you need to wear this mask. And I said, I'm not wearing a mask. He said, well, you have to wear a mask to go inside. And so I just put out my pile of papers and I had him set it on there. So he just set the mask on the papers. I had no intentions on wearing the mask. You guys already know my stance on that. And so I just turned around and just walked off. I'm not going to get an argument with this guy sitting at the table. Well, as soon as I started walking the entrance, this like security guy from Advent Health like steps in front of me and says, Sir, you need to put your mask on. I said, My wrist is broken. I'm holding papers. I'm not going to be able to put a mask on right now. Well, I can help you put your mask on if you'd like. I said, you're going to take my mask, and you're going to put your hands on my face and put the mask on my face right now. Well, do you need help with that? I said, I suggest you do not do that at all. Do not touch me. Well, you have to put a mask on. I said, I'm walking to my doctor's office with my broke wrist, and I pull my hand up, and I put it in his face. I said, my wrist is broken. I need to see my doctor now. He goes, sir, you, you, don't, you don't need to yell about it. I said, then let me see my doctor and stop refusing the injury. Well, we're not refusing the injury, sir. I said, then thank you. I will go merrily on my way. And he stepped out of the way, and I walked over there. And sure enough, I went into the one suite. The doctor was in there. They're all super nice. Not one single person said anything to me about a mask. We actually had a very good conversation. They helped me out a lot. There was a lot of confusion about the appointments and what was going on. We got a bunch of stuff scheduled at another facility where they're going to be doing more x-rays and setting everything on Thursday. And I thought to myself, though, how ludicrous has it become now? That I'm simply walking in, you can clearly see I'm not symptomatic, I'm not sweating, I'm not sick, I'm not snotty, I'm not coughing, I'm very healthy, I'm very acute, I'm very alert, and I'm very set on I'm not wearing a mask. But yet they're literally willing to offer to step up to me, to take the mask, and put it on my face and come in contact with me, all because got to wear a mask to protect everybody with literally a single layer paper mask the thing looked like notebook paper quite frankly with perforations as far as lines like i mean it was a joke it was a joke complete and total joke and i thought to myself afterwards i said how pathetic have people become they're standing in line with no symptoms on a sidewalk with a mask on outside while they wait in line to get tested you see in milwaukee there's a video another video came out I mean, miles long, wrapped around a corner, another mile, wrapped around another corner, wrapped around another corner, in the snow, outside, in the ice, cars, in line, to get tested. Finally, the end of the video shows this big area. There's law enforcement there, and there's all these tents up, and people are pulling under this tent to get tested. And I thought to myself as well, where are all the new Green Deal supporters? Where are all the giant tree huggers that absolutely hate internal combustion engines why is nobody addressing the fact when you let a car sit in this area for four to six hours which is by the way they said the wait time was there was four to six hours if you take a car a gasoline powered car specifically because it was almost all cars diesel engines don't burn near as much fuel in their eye only gasoline that was completely different and if you've ever done this before and you've been somewhere you can ask law enforcement when they sit around they have to idle at a job or basically an off-duty detail 
in four to six hours, depending on what kind of vehicle and what size motor, you can burn up to half a tank of fuel. Easy. Easy. You can burn a whole tank of fuel on an entire day letting a car sit idle. You've got thousands of cars now. They have to be running all day because it's snowing outside. You freeze to death. You shut your car off. You're sitting outside all day in a car for four to six hours with your motor running. Thousands of cars, most of which are going to burn at least a half a tank of fuel all day sitting there. Zero productivity, idling. Burning as much fuel as majority of people are going to burn, probably driving back and forth to work, commuting the entire week. Most people won't burn much more than a half a tank of fuel, depending on how far you're commuting in a reasonably, you know, mile per gallon car. Why isn't anybody bringing up the fact that this is unbelievably pollutive, waste fuel, not good for the environment, allegedly puts out all the emissions while they're sitting in line in cars idling for six hours a day? Hmm? Why has nobody brought that topic up? Not one single person in any aspect of green media, of green deals, of AOC, while she's <laughs> while she's by the way, was down in Miami at a tranny cross dresser bar, if you guys saw that, hugging, close full face hugging multiple homosexual cross dressing gay men down in Miami for New Year's, running around without a mask on, not one single time any video or photo caught her in Miami the entire weekend with a mask on, partying with everybody at this gay bar all through New Year's, while New York now has full-blown vaccine mandates to even go out and be around anybody, can't even walk around on the street really much now without wearing a mask anywhere you go in New York, and there's allegedly this giant surge of Omicron while her city burns from COVID, allegedly, I'm saying that sarcastically, she comes down to Florida, Miami, the hot spot allegedly, with which she is called Florida, the death state, and Dr. DeSantis, because he basically is so bad with Florida policy and he has killed everybody in Florida, is what she said blatantly last year, year and a half, and that Florida is a death state. While she allows her city to go into complete and total chaos, she comes down to Miami and is hanging out with everybody, literally shoulder to shoulder, face to face, hugging everybody without a mask on at bars. Does that even show anybody the level of hypocrisy that these political individuals are up there doing? Meaning they know for a fact this entire thing's a sham. They know for a fact this entire thing is turned into theater and is nothing more than a control. If AOC was actually truly concerned about COVID, she really truly was concerned, the last place you're going to go is the death state of Florida to the bastion of Miami with the deepest, darkest COVID cases lurk. And I'm going to go to the gay bar and hang out with everybody down here because you know what? COVID's killing everybody. No, she clearly showed everybody the whole entire thing that we're seeing all across the country is 100% theater. Majority of people have already got COVID have antibodies. Majority of people that take care of their bodies and take well dose of vitamin C and D3 zinc and quercetin that I personally know, literally probably in the hundreds of ranges now, people bounce right back from this. Yet we're still hearing about all these cases and all these people going to the hospital. Yet almost every single time I actually hear of a direct person going to the hospital, they've been injected. On the Sunny FM, the one show that is down here in Orlando, and Steve listens to it sometimes to kind of see where they're going to talk about stuff. The one lady on there, and they talk about how vaccines basically aren't working and how all this government mandate stuff. They're like almost conservative show. 
she talks about how she got her COVID booster shot. Now, the first one in the group to get her COVID booster shot two weeks ago now, and because they're basically doing a tele-input with her because she's now got COVID. She has to quarantine now. She's like, yeah, I got my third COVID booster shot, and now I have COVID. I tested positive for it. Does anybody else find a little bit of failure in this now? If the first two didn't work, this third one's not a booster shot. It's just another third failed shot to do exactly what they want, and that's to keep people constantly producing insane amount of spike protein so they continually keep producing positive tests over and over and over again. This is why you hear people that have gotten injected, and they're constantly having false tests week after week after week with no symptoms, not sick, no problems, just COVID-positive tests. This is the plan all along, and this is exactly why they're doing this. This is exactly why they're ramping up everything again. Because remember, what happens Friday, guys? The Supreme Court is ruling on whether or not OSHA is constitutional, and the bumbling buffoon Biden has constitutional authority to mandate shots in a business environment. What better time to ramp up all-time high cases even before the beginning of COVID when I personally know numerous doctors and nurses all across the country and we're not having people come into the hospitals deathly ill. We mainly have primarily from what we're seeing people coming into the hospitals that are extremely sick that aren't testing positive or they've been fully vaccinated and they're still sick. Look at what the big play is. I really hope and pray, and I've continued to send emails out, and I hope the Supreme Court actually holds up to this. But I do not have a lot of faith in them right now, especially with this very well-timed and well-played farce, again, with more propaganda about how you need to go get tested even though you have no symptoms. They blatantly had a sign, folks, at the Orlando Advent Health Hospital saying – if you need to get tested for COVID-19 and you have no symptoms, go here. They set it on the sign in front of the hospital. They're blatantly telling you now you need to go get tested even if you're perfectly healthy. You have no symptoms. You have nothing in your body at all other than health. You still need to go get tested. That's how far-fetched this entire thing has become now. What do you think, Dan? Uh, you know – this is the lead story on Drudge. Total cases in January of 2021 for COVID was 251,000 a year ago. Total cases for COVID in January 2022 is 885,000, almost almost four times as much. Oh, Total deaths of 2021 for January is fourth is 2,000. And total deaths for January of 2022 is 2,366. I sent this to a Harvard PhD today who basically I've been working with for the last few months because they'd had the flu, had had the COVID shot and I was trying to convince them not to take a booster. And they finally said, text me back and said, they have no idea what they're doing. I'm not going to take another booster. I'm done with it. And I thought, wow, okay. And it's just, it's to the point now of lunacy for anybody who continues to believe these narratives that they're putting out there, including let's go get in line and stand in the ice cold, you know, for hours or stand in celebration for hours to get a test for something that we don't know we have because we feel great. It's stupid. Apparently we have a lot of retirees in Florida have nothing better to do than to stand around and wait for a free test. It's ludicrous. Like last night we were getting some gas over in Lakeland and we had a few extra minutes to spend, and finally I told Sharon, I said, you know, we had to wait in line for fuel, for diesel fuel. Finally I told Sharon, I said, you know, 
it's really not worth waiting for an extra five cents off for a gallon for 20 or 30 minutes for gas to put in 30 gallons of fuel because you end up spending, you know, you save a couple dollars and you end up spending 30 minutes in line. It's stupid. And I said, this is sad that, you know, people are so programmed to do this over and over and over again. But that's what the programming is. I've had Harrison post, it'll go up this afternoon, a scene from Black Mirror, which is a, which is a cable show. And it's basically at the airport. And the lady basically walks up to the attendant and says, I've got a flight. And she goes, well, we're so sorry. Your flight's been canceled. And I'm paraphrasing this because I only watched it once. And she goes, but, you know, I can't have a canceled flight. I'm maid of honor for a wedding tomorrow. I've got to be there. She goes, I'm so sorry. She says, well, can you, can you get me another flight? She goes, well, let me look. And, and they said, well, you're basically your score. Your, and this is what they're referring to. The Chinese credit score is only a 4.2 and you're a point four point one nine five. So you don't qualify for the extra seat. We're sorry. You can't go. I'm made of honor. I've got to go. And all of a sudden she starts arguing with the girl who's smiling in a cult-like fashion behind the counter. And all of a sudden all the people around her pull out their phones and start turning her in for not being compliant. And all of a sudden she says, your score is dropping as we speak. I'm going to call security. Well, then the lady says a bad word. Oh, now that's not allowed. You know, so in a cult-like fashion, the security guy comes up with a big smile on his face. Reminds me of Disney World, by the way, and says, oh, by the way, you have to leave the airport. Now we're dropping you another full point on your social credit score until you leave the airport for 24 hours. And they completely programmed her. And she left exasperated, not knowing what to do, because now she couldn't get to her best friend's wedding. And she was made of honor because her social credit score wasn't high enough. This is exactly what they've done in China. I mean, literally, it's depicting it. And why would they tell us this? Because this is what they have to do with their lesser or white magic. They have to tell us what they're going to do before they do it. Otherwise, they believe the karma on the other side of the veil is going to be so bad for them that all hell's going to break loose. And they're going to be punished because they didn't warn us of what they were going to do. The problem is the associate American population basically is so flippant. And I hate to say it's so stupid in general cases. They don't understand what's happening to them. I mean, we've been yesterday. I talked to a friend of mine at the airport, and he has an avionics shop, which they install the radios and the navigation and airplanes. He's having to close the doors, and it's not that he doesn't have business; he doesn't have help, and he can't cover his overhead because he only has one full-time mechanic, and they can't do enough volume on the rate they charge per hour to pay the rental on the facility and all of the other overhead, including the liability insurance from this. You know, revenue that's being generated. And I said to him, his, his name is Don. I said, Don, I said, why are you doing this? He goes, I can't get help, Ted. He goes, the younger generation has absolutely zero work ethic. They don't want to work. They don't want to show up on time. They don't, he said, they want to start off at top dollars. They, they don't know anything. They've got to be trained. And he goes, and then they don't show up or they show up two hours late. I had another guy tell me the same thing yesterday, Mike, who has a restaurant in town. He says, they show up two and a half hours late. I got to get rid of them. And this is the same group. That has now been injected 76 times since they were children with, with basically with mercury and with aluminum and heavy metal toxicity. And they've been programmed via social media to be completely and totally sorry. And they, they think that everything, that the whole world revolves around them and they don't have to have any productivity. They were all given trophies as little children and nobody had to compete because everybody got the same score. This is what we've raised. And this is all because of the how should I say, cloward and pivot strategy. Look at New York right now. New York City's tough on crime. New mayor 
ex-cop Eric Adams backing Manhattan's progressive, which is communist, new DA Alvin Bragg, who won't seek prison for most crimes and will downgrade. Listen to this. Felony charges and armed robberies and drug dealing. So now you can go arm, you can go rob somebody with a gun. You're not supposed to have in New York, and you're not going to get a felony charge anymore. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg issued a sweeping policy memo on Monday. Will only seek prison time for homicide and limited number of other times. Vows to downgrade many felonies, including cases of armed robbery. The new DA also says he refused to prosecute many low-level offenses. New Lip Mayor Eric Adams, a former cop, said he support Bragg's policy. I think he's now on team public safety, Adams said of the progressive new DA. What they're doing here, guys, is they're, these guys are all a bunch of idiots, okay? Crime is through the roof in all these democratically controlled cities because nobody wants to prosecute anybody because the only reason that they are the way they are, they believe, is because of society and because of white privilege. Critical race theory again, isn't it? The reason this black person is basically a criminal is because of white people, okay? The reason this Hispanic people is a criminal is because of white people. The reason this white person is a criminal is because of white people. <laughs> so nobody takes any responsibility for any of their actions. I can say to you, when I was in high school, there were, there were a few people in the high school, there were a few, who you didn't want to associate with. All they wanted to do was do drugs. All they wanted to do was stay drunk. All they wanted to do was rob, kill, steal, and destroy. And you had to realize very quickly who they were and how to avoid them. A lot of these guys had failed two and three years. You know, you're 12, they're 15 or 16, they're in full-blown puberty. You're like a little kid yet, and you haven't even entered puberty yet, and all they want to do is pick on you. It's, it's a nightmare in school, especially some of these inner-city schools in the democratically controlled cities, because these white kids get picked on all the time, and these black kids, these younger black kids get picked on all the time, and they get pushed into the gangs, including the whites. And they get pushed into the gangs, same reason they get pushed into the gangs, into the prisons, for protection. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up because the schools are so dangerous. That's why we elected to put all of our schools, all of our children through homeschool. And Austin's doing the same thing because I'm not putting them into a situation like this where they have to either adapt and become part of the gang or start working out like a wild man to try to get big enough so you don't get picked on anymore or basically turn into a snitch or beg their parents to put them somewhere else. You think it's not like that in these big cities? It is. I'm telling you guys that. And you got a lot of you guys know that's why so many people are fleeing these democratically controlled hellholes. And it all boils back down to a strategy that I've talked about several times on the show, and I've covered it several times on the show. And it's called Cloward and Piven. These were a couple of basically hardcore communist leftists from Columbia University. And people are always asking, you know, what does Cloward and Piven have to do with the far left? Well, Richard Clower and his crazy wife, Francis Piven, were sociologists and democratic socialists that developed a political strategy in 1966. They creatively referred it to as the Cloward and Piven strategy. In short, the Cloward Piven strategy calls for an overloading of the U.S. public welfare system in order to precipitate a crisis that would lead to the replacement of the welfare system with a guaranteed annual income and thus an end to poverty. It means that they're going to so overwhelm the republic that they're going to overwhelm it to a point where it becomes a communist country and adopts the communist mantra and basically becomes a socialist country, which no matter how much work you do, no matter how hard you try, you get paid the same amount as everybody else, which has been proven now repeatedly with the Soviet Union. It does not work, and everybody stops working. So you have 5% of the population continuing to work, trying to support the other 95%, and the whole country goes to you know, H-E-double-six in a handbasket. 
And that's why the Soviet Union failed. You know, it's interesting, you know, a year earlier that all this stuff happened back in, you know, when Paul Harvey was still alive, he was a conservative broadcaster. And he hears some comments on a concept that the reality was titled, If I Were the Devil. If you've never listened to it, you need to listen to it. But these two idiots, Cloward and Piven, they were visionaries, whatever. And they were they knew exactly how to take the United States and turn it into a communist H.E. Double Sticks hole is what they did. Now, you know, it's crazy when Cloward and Piven, when you start to realize who these guys are and, and what they did. Now, this they all came through via the Frankfurt School when they brought all of these communists out of Russia and started training them and credentialed thousands and thousands of professors in the United States to infiltrate the university systems. Well, this is back 60 years ago now. And what they've done now, we've had multiple generations who have come and gone and died and been born, who've been trained by these university sociologists and communists. You know, they, they're both long time, but they were both part of the, they were long time, they were both time, they were both member of the Democratic Socialists of America. They were communists, just like Lucille Ball was, just by, in case you guys want to know that. You know, where Piven is today an honorary chairperson of the Cloward Piven Society, they seek to hasten the fall of capitalism by overloading the system. Inspired by the August 1965 riots in the black district of Watts in Los Angeles, which erupted after police used batons to subdue a black man suspected of drunk driving, Cloward and Piven published an article, The Weight of the Poor, A Strategy to End Poverty, in May 2, 1996, issue of The Nation. I'm going to post all this stuff so you can read it. And since this 66 article, Cloward and Piven charged that the ruling class used welfare to weaken the poor – that by providing a social safety net, which is automatic income, that it would fix all of this stuff, bringing in communism. The key to sparking the rebellion would be to expose the inherent inadequacy of the welfare state. In other words, everybody should get more money for doing nothing. In regard, Cloward and Pivot's early promoters cited radical organizer, here we go, Hillary Clinton and all the rest of them again, Sal Alinsky as their inspiration. It's all communism, guys. It's, it's Kabbalists is what they are. They're, 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 they're Satanists. Make the enemy live up to their own book of rules, Alinsky wrote in his 1971 book, Rules for Radicals. When pressed to honor every word of every law and statute, every Judeo-Christian moral tenet, and every implicit promise of the liberal social contract, human agencies inevitably fall short. The system's failure to live up to its rule book can then be used to discredit it altogether – and to replace the capitalist rule book with a communist mantra. Clower and Pivot noted that the number of Americans subsisting on welfare, about 8 million at the time, probably represented less than half the number who were technically eligible for full benefits. Thus, the authors proposed a massive drive to recruit the poor into civil welfare roles, calculating the system would be bankrupted if a fraction of the potential welfare recipients were to demand their entitlements. Entitled for what? That you don't work and you get... You get to eat and have food. This is how they believe. Cloward and Piven then recruited a militant black organizer named George Wiley to lead their new movement. The three met in January of 66 at the so-called Poor People's War Council on Poverty. Radical organizers meeting in Syracuse, New York. Imagine that. Wiley listened to the Cloward and Piven plan with interest. That same month, he launched his own activist group, the Washington, D.C.-based Poverty Rights Action Center, in a calculated show of militancy. Wiley supported Dashik's jeans, battered shoes, and newly grown afro. Regarding the Cloward Pippen strategy, Wiley told one office, the audience, listen to what he said. A lot of us have been hampered in our thinking about the potential here by our own middle-class backgrounds. 
I think most activists basically come from middle class backgrounds and we're oriented people towards having to work. And that's what we have to get as many people as possible off the welfare rolls. However, I think this cloud pivot strategy is going to catch on. It's going to be very important to time ahead. He says you have to work. He says you have to do this. But he's going to start pushing cloud and pivot because you can't be programmed to work in a communist state. And this is where these people are. Remember, these guys are also hardcore Kabbalists. They're Luciferians. Many of them claim to be, quote unquote, atheists, but they're not at the highest levels. They are satanic. And this is the group that runs the planet through State Street, Vanguard, BlackRock, because they don't want capitalism. Heck, they don't even want communism. They don't want that. It's a lie. It's a lie to get the masses involved with what they want to do. They want a neo-feudal Marxist system back the way it was 12 in the 1200s, 1300s, 1400s, in which you have the landowners who own everything and you have the feudal slaves who work on the land for a pittance and then they have to pay almost everything they earn back to the landowners and basically they're living in this subservient position of basically being a tenant farmer and never owning anything. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Klaus Schwab, you would own nothing and you will be happy. What a bunch of sickos. And this is the way it's always been on this planet since Lucifer got a hold of it. It's always been like this. These people who are able to come in and subdue the rest of the population and beat them down, shoot them down, kill them down, hack them down, do whatever they have to do, hang them on a cross to cause the population to listen and not to resist. The United States was this, was a city on a hill with our Constitution, which made all of us free which gave us all basically the right of a sovereign citizen, which gave us equivalence to King George and that we could do anything we wanted to do, including practice religion the way we wanted to. They hate the United States of America. They've always hated the United States of America. They really hate our Second Amendment rights. But this group of people have come in now and they have overloaded the social welfare systems in New York now where somebody has armed robbery they're no longer to be considered a felon. They're probably going to slap on a wrist and a $1,000 fine because they put a gun to somebody's head. This is some sick stuff, guys. And New York's going to go right into the doggone basket of just depravity, even worse than it is right now because of this. Because you've got these hardcore socialists in charge, these blithering idiots is what they are. And then you have all of these people thinking it's okay just to do whatever they want to do. And, and not work anymore and basically lay around and just basically have the system pay for everything. Well, what happens when everybody stops working? Then nobody's going to be able to pay for anything. And in order to prevent this from happening, they pumped all of this money to the federal government now with all these social programs and build back better crap and all the other you know COVID response bills they've had that Trump pushed through, which has pushed trillions of dollars into the economy, which has made people not want to work, not get a job and not do anything anymore. And now it's causing inflation, which I told you about and Austin told you about years ago. It has to happen. When you increase the M1 supply, the money supply in circulation, you're going to increase demand. And when you increase demand, the only way you can slow it down is you have to slow down the velocity of money. In other words, you have to restrict the amount of products being produced. So you decrease productivity, but you just decrease the velocity of money, which is what they're doing with General Motors and Ford now. You can't even buy new vehicles. Almost all of the car lots in our area that are basically your new car dealerships, they're all loaded up with used cars. The average used car now is going for $29,000. It's insane. How does a young person buy a car? How does a person just coming out of high school buy a decent car or a person coming out of college buy a decent car? They can't unless their parents help them or unless they indebt themselves. And this is what the goal is. 
the indebtment of everybody in the United States to either social welfare programs, which they have to pay into, or student loans. I mean, it's trillions of dollars in student loans that everybody keeps saying, well, we're going to get rid of these student loans. No, they're not, because it keeps the, it keeps the, 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 the yoke, it keeps the stranglehold on the people in the United States who've gone to college and try to do better for themselves to pay these notes back to these bankers who have these unlimited guarantees with no bankruptcy possible, thanks to George W. Bush and a whole bunch of other people back in the 70s with student loans. It's complete and total nonsense. That's where we find ourselves right now. And then we have this same group of Kabbalist, Luciferian, Masonic lackeys that have infiltrated the churches, the churches of the United States and around the world and the Catholic Church, and they basically implemented their quote-unquote, how should I say, Luciferian doctrine of name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, and they forget all about repentance. They forget all about Jesus. They forget all about the cross and what Jesus did. Let me explain something to you guys. The cross was not a good experience for Christ. Okay, It was awful. But they want you to believe that the only thing you've got to do is name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, have everything you want because Christ died on the cross so you could have a yacht, so you could have a Rolls Royce, so you could have a jet or another jet or another mansion or another mansion. And these guys got into the churches back in the 40s and the 50s. They don't care about repentance. They don't care about a true relationship with Jesus. They only care about how big the crowd is and how much money they're going to bring in. And I know a bunch of these guys, and they're all the same. They nauseate me, but they won't. they, they, they don't care. They're so caught up in it and caught up in the lifestyle and, and, and going to fancy clubs and staying on fancy yachts and flying fancy jets and having a whole bunch of houses. They forget that they're only here for a short period of time, and then they're going to die. Then what's going to happen to them? They don't think about any of that stuff or bringing people to repentance and to Jesus. That's why a false doctrine is being preached in all of these churches that do this, and they very rarely ever talk about Jesus or the cross. They don't do it. Because it doesn't bring in the crowds. Because they've got to have the crowds to bring in the money to maintain their lavish lifestyles. And I know these guys. Every single every single one of these guys that I've worked with, that I know personally, that I've gotten behind the scenes with, every single, every single one of them have dysfunctional families and dysfunctional marriages. All of them. And, and several of them are queer on top of everything else. They're gays. Bunch of weirdos. But they get up there and they get on their TV shows. And they point their finger at you. I heard, oh, I saw Paul Crouch one time flip everybody off with a bird. Get up, you can look it up on a picture. Paul Crouch, you know, shoots birds to the camera. You can look it up. I saw him do it. I was watching it because he was mad people weren't giving him enough money. And he's dead now, but whatever. The point is this: these people who are involved in all of this, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, it all has its roots in the Masonic lodges overtaking the Christian churches and destroying the once powerful church that was in the United States. Because they don't want us to know who Jesus is. They don't want us to repent. They don't want us to have a relationship with the Most High God. They want us to walk in fear and wear a mask and go get checked for a disease you don't have and you feel great, but you got to get tested. What is wrong with the people of the United States? They've been programmed through this. Cloward and Piven, Frankfurt School, all of it. But when you hear any other... Alt news stories talk about what I just talked about. Hmm? What do you hear any other alt, any, alt, any other alt news talk shows talk about what I just told you guys about? But this is who's running the planet. It's the same Luciferian sect that's been doing it since the Garden of Eden, when the ancient when the aliens, if angels, whatever you want to call them, came down and they taught them to worship Baal, Asherah, and Moloch to feed their children 
to these entities. This is the same group, guys. It's always been the same group. And we got to understand that. That's why God condemned it in the Old Testament. And he did. He said, don't do this. It's awful. And we've done entire shows on it. You know, that's one of the reasons on yesterday's show I played that particular show. I want you to listen to it. I take you from the ancient Canaanite religions all the way today through the Masonic lodges and how they've infiltrated everything and who they are, what they believe. It's important to understand who these clowns are. Watch what happens in New York now. I'm going to do somebody's going to do an armed robbery. You decide you get a gun. Now, remember, if you get a gun in New York City (laughs) and they catch you with it, it's a felony. You go to prison for that, just owning a gun. So now somebody does an armed robbery. They stick a gun to somebody's head. They're committing a felony already because they've got a gun. They're not charged with owning a gun. They're not charged with a felony for having a gun. They're slapped on the wrist and told not to do it again and get a misdemeanor fine. What do they think is going to happen in New York City where if a real person goes up there and has a gun in their suitcase by accident because they flew into the airport and they had it in the airport that it was disclosed, they show up in the city and they find it in their hotel room, they're immediately arrested. This is, this is insanity in New York and what's going to happen up there. Cloward and Piven at its finest, a complete loss of a relationship with Jesus Christ to the United States of America and we've been programmed, and now we're being given and forced the Chinese social credit score. Wow. Awesome. What do you think? What's your next story? Well, you made a comment a minute ago that really made sense. You know, you said it's not just about communism. That's simply a tool that they're using to implement this further. But really what goes on to it, it goes further into the feudal system. You're exactly right. That's what they want. That's why this makes so much sense while they're trying to further and further and further increase the debt load on the American populace. They now have the inflationary rate go through the roof. We're now seeing California, which there's a uh, a site that somebody sent me as far as basically like the travesties of L.A. now. And I didn't realize this, and I talked to somebody actually on social media the other day that still lives out in northern California, and they traveled down to south L.A. recently, and they said – it's it's completely and totally lawless, and I've watched a bunch of the videos down in L.A. because people now are just recording everything. There are people now that are homeless and on drugs and basically criminals, and they just walk into stores now. I mean, there was one video. This lady walks into a store with a pickaxe, with a pickaxe, like she's a prospector looking for gold. Walks into the store with a pickaxe, with a shopping cart, and she just starts throwing stuff that she wants in the shopping cart. And one of the store clerks kind of walks over to her, and she's carrying a pickaxe and looks at her and goes, leave me alone. I just need some stuff. I'm sitting there going, I'm not going to lie. If I didn't have a handgun on me and I see some deranged druggie running through a store swinging a pickaxe, I'm probably not going to approach them if I'm an employee and try to stop them for $15 an hour. I'm going to be like, jeez, all right, she's got a pickaxe. Like, where where are we going with this now? We're going to start coming in with the giant clubs, with the swinging chains, with the balls with spikes on them? Are we going with medieval now? We're going medieval? We're going to start walking in with swords? We're going to full samurai sword in the store now? Don't touch me. i got a samurai sword. I'm going to pull a kill bill on you. Whoa. Well, that where they're going? Yeah. She fills up a cart, rants something, yells something, runs out the store. Another video, guys, standing in a liquor store. Big old backpack, duffel backpack. Just starts filling up his uh, – grabbing bottles. Looks like he's grabbing like Bacardi or vodka or something. Just starts filling up his backpack. I mean I'm in ball of candles. Handles of liquor. People are recording him. Puts his backpack on, 
tells everybody, I hope they have a good so-and-so, something-something, rambles on, walks out the front door. And when the guy follows him out the front door, you see the guy leave. They're on the doggone strip with the uh, the Hollywood stars, with the stars in the sidewalk. I don't, I'm not even sure what street that is. I don't know much about L.A. I, thank God I never go there. And he just walks off, and it's on the street with the stars. On. Just, just walks into a liquor store, just loads up a backpack and walks out. That's what's happened now in L.A. It's completely and totally lawless. They said the shootings, the violent crimes, now the muggings. There was a shooting the other day. There was a video, surveillance and body cam footage. Horrible, horrible incident. This meth-deranged lunatic comes into the store. It's like a nice high-end mall, and he's on the escalators and just walking around. You can tell he's just deranged. I mean, to- totally, totally psychotic. And this lady walks past him, and he grabs her by the hair, pulls out a bicycle lock, and starts beating her with a bicycle lock in the middle of this aisle. Not joking. You see it on surveillance cameras. It's disturbing. He starts beating her. She crawls off. And he starts chasing her and beats her in the back with this bicycle lock. The cops show up. They're on body cam footage. There's like six cops show up. One of them gets an AR apparently out of his truck. This guy's running through the aisles now with a bicycle lock. And by the way, this is a big man. He's, he's not like some little five-foot-tall tweaker. This guy's probably like 6'6", six, 6'2", six, six, probably at least about 250 pounds. A 250-pound grown male completely psychotic on methamphetamines is not a joke. I know enough law enforcement down here that have gotten engagements with that. I remember there was one cop down here we talked to, a sheriff, and he basically was on SWAT. He said they raided a house one time. They had to shoot the guy with two mags, ended up putting 14 rounds in this guy. He was so methed out. Finally, one of the rounds blew it, basically you know, took his top off and just finally dropped him. When you start dealing with people that are that drugged out, they don't stop. And what's horrible about the incident in California was the one cop basically takes point with the AR – this guy starts lunging at him with his bicycle lock, screaming and yelling, covered in blood, while the lady's laying there bleeding out. The cop shoots him three times. Well, the problem is the cop didn't bother to think that he's running a five five six calibered weapon. The rounds exit the meth-deranged lunatic after he falls. One of the rounds goes through the wall, and there's a changing room inside the back of the store. And the round goes through the wall and hits a 14-year-old girl in the head. Blows her brains out in the middle of the stall. Kills her. Didn't bother thinking of his backdrop. This is why a lot of law enforcement, they run MP5s. They run 9mm. Because I've told everybody this repeatedly. You start running high caliber rifle rounds, you better know where that round is going. 5.56 five, rounds do not stop. A lot of times, even if you're running like spear, gold dot, and hollow points inside of a, you know, inside of a house, they're going to penetrate the body. The body's not that thick, especially if you don't get a full torso shot and the, the guy isn't wearing body armor. That's why it's very, very crucial you have different types of weapons for different types of situations. That's why I've always told people, and I've heard the same thing from law enforcement, number four buckshot is fantastic for close quarter house to house if you have an invasion. Regular buckshot can still go through double sides of drywall and two-by-fours. Number four buckshot is usually enough to put somebody down that's a a perpetrator and basically put them on the floor, but it's not going to over-penetrate even if you miss it starts hitting two-by-fours and drywall. It's going to pretty much slow down. By the time it exits the other side, it's not going to be as lethal as a five-five-six round coming out at 3,000 feet per second. You have to think about these things, guys, because as he just said, that just said, it's going to start getting worse. It's going to start getting much, much worse, and this is the goal. Out of chaos, they want to bring this about. Now if you look in Chicago, <laughs> I saw this last night, Chicago, Michelle Smith, Democrat, of course, 
wants her constituents now to start wearing whistles. Yeah, that's Chicago. The violence has gotten so bad in Chicago, they've had 836 firearm-related homicides just in 2021 now, almost an all-time record high in like a, a 20- or 30-year record high. Um, they're just they're going for the gold now. They said that the deadliest year in Chicago in an entire quarter of a century, that people need to start wearing whistles. She goes on to say, and I quote, the whistle program is coming back and we need to follow these rules. If you find yourself in a suspicious situation or witnessing a crime, blow your whistle. If you hear a whistle, you should call the police and then move toward the source where blowing your whistle is – it works. She claimed that blowing a whistle while running at a robber forces the offender to flee, and then it helps the police pinpoint the location of the crime. She goes, however, we expressly direct to people, if you're being a victim of a crime, cooperate. Do not resist under any circumstances. And certainly, do not blow your whistle if somebody has a gun pointed at your head. That is a direct quote from her. A direct quote. Do not blow your whistle if somebody points a gun at your head. And do not resist. Fully cooperate if you were the victim of a violent crime. I, I can't even make this stuff up. This, this is the advice they're giving to people in one of the most crime-ridden cities in the entire world. Make sure you buy a really high-quality whistle. That's the lesson for the day. Get a good whistle, run around, and blow it every time you see a crime. But I can tell you right now what's going to happen when you're dealing with very, very brazen, violent armed criminals. They're just going to start looking at people that blow whistles. They're going to shoot them in the face. If somebody's doing a drive-by or somebody's doing a mugging or somebody's doing a home invasion, you pop out with a whistle, what do you think they're going to do? What they're going to turn around and go, oh, my gosh, they got a whistle. Run. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. This is what they're telling everybody to do, though. They want to increase the crime rate, my friends. You have to understand what they're doing with this. They want to push it to where it gets so violent, so nasty, they have an excuse to bring in the United Nations. Remember – the Kenyan Obama came in. He was 2012 or 13 when he signed that treaty with the UN, and it stated that if human rights were being grossly violated in the United States and law and order could not be restored, that it would be the responsibility for the outside United Nations peacekeeping mission group to come in with an element to restore law and order and maintain, maintain law and order along with protecting human rights. What they said. That's still in place, by the way, to my knowledge. They are having it set up like that intentionally. That's why it's very important. You continue to maintain your area that you live in the best you can. If you can't, I suggest you start looking at exit strategies. The, what's happened in the last couple of weeks with the testing is a complete failure from a human standpoint. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. It's very disappointing to me. Because we've been getting a lot of leadway. We've been getting the truth out there. We've been fighting tooth and nail on this show, and I know our listeners are fighting all those alternative media, a lot of the real ones they are fighting. We're putting the articles out there every day. We're sending stuff out. We're getting as much information as we can every day, and I still personally have to witness people standing in line outside at 9.15 in the morning, shoulder to shoulder, wearing masks, going to get tested at a fire department because they have no symptoms. I don't know what to say about that anymore from a humanity standpoint. I don't. I really don't know what to say. This is not the United States that I grew up in. I can tell you that right now. And as we're starting to see more and more and more and more companies go bankrupt and giant conglomerates like Amazon take over, 
this is where they're starting to take it. Exactly what Dad was just saying with that video he talked about. I haven't seen that yet. I'll have to watch that clip. It's not surprising to me, though, the social credit score. The only way they make this work is they have to completely get rid of small businesses like us, like health masters. They don't. They can't have independent news media talking and producing high-quality supplements and helping people out every day and on the phones every single day trying to give people nutritional advice and help people get healthier and in better shape. They can't have that. We are diametrically opposed to their communist values that they're trying to promote. That's why they're trying to put everybody they can out of business. That's why Amazon goes in and buys up huge swaths of inventory from certain companies, puts them out of business, and then turns around and makes their own product or basically subs it out. Amazon is the prime example of predatory pricing. They do it all the time. I've personally witnessed them put companies out of business. They'll go in. They'll undercut the entire market of a certain product. Undercut it. Nobody can compete with them. They have the lowest products. And when somebody online tries to produce a product or make it cheaper, they turn around and undercut it lower. They'll lose money on products just so they can pick up the market share. And then once the companies are out of business and Amazon's gone and bought all their inventory and bought all their market share and own everything, they turn around and they jack the price up. Amazon is poised to be the global retailer of the entire world. They are supposed to be it. I've talked to numerous people about this now that have been in the industry and have watched and looked at this now on their plan over the next five to ten years. That's why now a lot of the developers, the housing developers, simply follow Amazon around. It's the same thing like they used to say. Burger King didn't use a lot of research and development to figure out where to put their locations, their stores. They figured out if they didn't necessarily need to be number one, but they wanted to be number two or number three, and Burger King was okay being that because it still meant billions of dollars in sales, all they simply had to do was pay people to follow around permits in counties and cities and find out where McDonald's was going to start breaking ground on a certain area. And Burger King would come in and put one in right across the street or right beside it. You can look. Almost every single time you will see a McDonald's, invariably, now there's exceptions, but invariably almost every time you will see a Burger King right in that vicinity, very close. This is what Amazon done is this is now what the housing developers have done. They come in now, and Amazon is coming in now to these really rural areas, and I've personally experienced it now right here in my area. Amazon comes in. The developers come in right behind it. They buy up huge swaths of property, even for, I mean, top dollar. They ain't buying it pennies on the dollar. They're paying good money for this area. Orange Grove property, rural agricultural land, they're paying good money for it. And they develop it out with cracker box houses. And they work in connection with Amazon to make sure these houses are in the price range that Amazon employees can afford, and they put them up everywhere, including high-density apartments all over the place, all around Amazon facilities now. This is what the overall goal is. They want to have small, direct, controlled pockets of housing with the manufacturer that's going to be the global retailer. Amazon, and everybody's going to live right around Amazon's and work for Amazon and work for maybe a few other big companies like Walmart, and that will be the end of it. And as Dad just said, if you don't do what you're told, you'll be fired. If you don't wear your mask and get your injection, you'll be fired. If you don't follow orders, you'll be fired, and you'll do exactly what they did in China. And you'll essentially have China that controls everything in their aspect now. That's why it is so crucial you keep supporting local businesses. I try to do this on a regular basis. And I don't necessarily mean they have to be tiny, small, little hole-in-the-wall businesses. I still mean independently owned businesses that are run by Americans, for Americans, building America. 
We have to remember that, my friends, because as long as people keep going in, they buy every single thing, including their toothbrush and toothpaste and food and dog food off Amazon every single day, which I know people that do that. And I get it. Some people go, well, I needed something for a part for a job and I had to order off Amazon, whatever. I got that. That's not the person that's supporting Amazon. The ones that are supporting Amazon, they literally, their entire paycheck every single week on stuff they need to buy, including clothes, including shoes, including food, including toothpaste, every single dollar goes to Amazon. Why? Because it's convenient, and nobody wants to be inconvenienced anymore. However, like there's a local pet store down the road from us. They're completely independently owned. They're not one of the big, giant, conglomerate ones. I buy anything that I have to for my dog. I go there first. Go there first all the time. And I'll try to negotiate with them sometimes if I'm buying a lot of stuff in bulk. But most of the time, their prices are pretty comparable and pretty pretty fair. And I go in there to live. Anything we need, go buy from Go buy from Go buy from I said, I am not going to buy from one of the big box stores, and I'm not going to buy from Amazon under any circumstances if we need something for our dog. Buy it from there. Keep them in business. They're the ones that will let you go in there and play with all these different animals. They have all this inventory all the time and they're constantly getting new stuff in and they're constantly talking to customers and everybody around. And I've, I've talked to the owners before in there. This is how you keep a country running. It's not by supporting one giant monopoly. It's by supporting local businesses that you continue to build and work with. That's why here at Health Masters, you guys need anything? You give us a call. Healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. Try to call up Amazon if you buy something from them and need to know how to use it or need to know what doses to take on one of their Chinese supplements or need to know why you're not feeling good after you take something or need to know how much food you want to eat on a certain caloric intake and trying to burn muscle or burn body fat and build muscle. Call up Amazon see how it works out for you. Just, just, just try it. That's why we've been adamant about keeping phone systems here. Almost everybody I know is basically going to automate it now. And I get it sometimes. I get some complaints that people have to wait on hold for a few minutes here. And I do apologize about that sincerely. I don't like waiting on hold either. But on the other hand, too, we only have so much staff that can handle phones on a regular basis because we're a small company. And we appreciate the support. So thank you. I had another customer come in today. He came in and got some more stuff for the family. He goes, dude, yeah. He goes, you know, I'm, I'm trying to support you guys. I said, thank you. I said, I mean that truly sincerely. I said, the small businesses are the only thing that are going to keep maintaining this country. And I said, and the small businesses like us that are continuing to put the news and the truth out there. I try to encourage everybody. Like yesterday, I didn't want to get a huge argument with them. It's 9 o'clock in the morning at the hospital entrance. That's embarrassing. It's not something I want to do in my life, get in arguments about masks, but I'm not going to sit there and live in their theater. I've told you guys that before. If I know something is a lie, if I know it's completely bogus and I know it's 100% theater, I can't knowingly go along with it and say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to put it on to appease you and make you feel better about your day. You get a little paper-thin mask I can see light through on my face so you basically think that I'm protecting everybody. Get out of here, man. Where's it gone with America? We used to be the American dream, wasn't it? Dream wasn't standing in line to get tested for something you don't even have. It was, hey, you got sick, eat some chicken noodle soup, hammer some supplements, take some vitamin C and D3, go sleep for a couple days, drink lots of water. If you really, really, really start getting sick, stop by your local doctor, basically have him give you something that basically may knock it out of you a little bit better, worst case scenario, and then you went on with your day. You went on with your week. You went on with your year, and you lived. You didn't live in fear. 
God's not giving us fear, my friends. Fear is not from God. This fear-mongering they're putting out there is not from God. Understand that. If it's not from God, who is it from? Answers the devil. Always remember that. If you guys need anything, please, as I said, give us a call. Email us, healthmasters.com, or come to the office. Everybody comes to the office all the time now. Come on in. See if we're here. I'm, I'm, I'm not always here. Ted's not always here, but I'm here a lot. Steve, Ruben, some of I got guys in the back. They're always here. We're always here 9 to 5 Monday through Friday, and I appreciate the continued support. If you need anything, feel free to give us a call or come on by, healthmasters.com. This is the fight we're in right now. This is that hill. We're to that point now, and we have to continue to speak the truth and stand up for your convictions every single bit of the way. Also, too, I just got another brand-new batch of the organic food buckets in, another pallet of that in. If you guys need anything or trying to stay stocked up, I have that in the back. Also got more joint rebuilding formula in, and we have more vitamin C antioxidant capsules coming in today. Just another small batch. We've been getting them in small batches. Again, those orders for the vitamin C capsule antioxidants are over the phone only because I have to maintain inventory control because I'm getting such small batches right now. So if you need them, call us up or come to the office. I got you on those. Thank you again for the support, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.